Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Cannabis, uh, that's what's on everybody's minds. Obviously, it became legal at midnight tonight. And, uh, well, to suggest people are overjoyed is a massive understatement. I'm excited that it's the end of Prohibition, but I'm super excited for what's to come and involvement, like the evolution of cannabis. Uh, that was a, a theme that just about everybody seemed to be uh, echoing. It's, it's interesting, though, because there's an awful lot of, uh, I guess, contradictory points on this. I know there was a survey that was released yesterday, a uh, national survey, that said that about 80% of Canadians, uh, this is going to have no impact. In other words, they're not going to say, well, I never did that stuff, and now I'm going to start doing it because it's legal. Uh, so are we overblowing this? I don't know. I guess time will tell. But it is obviously legal now across the country. And uh, I want to bring Jordan Sinclair into the program now. He's the vice president, of course, of communications with Canopy Growth Corporation. Uh, Jordan, first of all, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Good to have you with us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's such a big day. So well, thanks for making the time. Well, it is, and, and we're going to cover both the legal aspects, and we've done that over the last. But what I want to talk to you about, Jordan, is the business uh, case for this. Uh, this is legal right now, which means this is, uh, as uh, there's, there's competition, there's, there's going to be growth here, there's going to be job opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about, about what's going to be happening now. Sure, yeah, where to start. Uh, so, I mean, on, the, on the, the economic opportunity front, this is a massive day for Canada. Uh, I woke up this morning and someone had sent me a text message to say that they had ordered uh, the 30,000th order already through the Ontario Cannabis Store's online website. To put that into, into context, it took us five years to get one million orders out the door in the medical market. And if that, that 30,006 hours pace keeps up, it would take eight days to equal it in on, just in Ontario. So it, it's a monstrous shot in the arm for, you know, the amount of capacity, the amount of sales that we're going to be able to make. And that translates directly into the amount of jobs and the amount of economic investment that we have to make into, in the communities. Uh, I'm standing in a facility where we've put in over $300 million of investment in the last five years. I, I was talking to somebody over the weekend uh, who wanted to invest in this. And uh, actually, she went online. Uh, and said, oh, the stock, I think it went up, she said like 15 to 20% in the last, in the four hours from the first time that she looked at it. Uh, and that was in anticipation of this being legalized. This was last Saturday, and of course on Tuesday it became legal. Uh, th- this is, the, the financial ramifications for this are astounding, aren't they? They are, yeah. And, I mean, every stock has got uh, different amounts of volatility. I think what you're going to see in the long term uh, is a, a lot of people come out of, of what people are calling, you know, sort of a, a bubble that seems to be forming in the industry. Um, but there are a number of businesses in Canada that have strong fundamentals that are building a real business. And, and I think that we're one of them and we're really proud of that. Um, but, you know, I think that the stock market is a way that the people can see themselves getting a, a little piece of this, this Canadian success story. Well, they're riding the wave, certainly, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with that. You know, there, oh, sure. there are businesses out there that who maybe don't have the fundamentals uh, and maybe aren't going to last in the long term. So be prudent in your investing. Um, but I think that it does it does present a very unique opportunity. It's not very often that you stand up a new industry from nothing. Uh, and there's yeah, there's there's money to be made there on the investment side. If if you know what you're doing, you pick the right company. Yeah, but there's always risk, and we just want people know that it's not like it's a mother load or anything. Uh, what about your particular situation? Other companies like yours, Jordan, as I mentioned, you you've been in the business now. You were in the medical marijuana uh, business, and and now, uh, how do you morph into this, and how do you take advantage of the legalization now for recreational? 
uh, a lot of this in Canada for us is, is about doing what we were already doing, but just doing it much bigger. So we've, um, we've been growing cannabis in regulated facilities since 2014. Uh, but now we're just doing it in many more of those facilities and all of them are, are much, much larger. Uh, what will happen over the next year is you'll see a little bit of an evolution of the types of products that are available in the market. So we can start with uh, the bud and the oils and the capsules that were already available in the medical market. But over the next year, we'll work at getting some other things done at scale. So edibles, concentrated products. Um, that'll be the big shift for us. Uh, but so far, it's just been about uh, scaling, getting big. Is, is the legalization that, that occurred uh, all-encompassing? I mean, you just mentioned about some of the other potential products here, edibles, et cetera. Are, are, from a recreational standpoint, are, are they on the market legally now, too? No, they're, they're not. So the government did, uh, did put a lot of the product types out for one year. Uh, what they focused on really was the, the distribution, the production regulations, getting a bunch of these businesses online, but over the next year, they've got to come up with the regulations that allow us to really compete with the black market. You know, you mentioned that study that everyone's talking about. Uh, 79 or 80 percent of people are, are not going to change their consumption habits. I think largely that's a good thing. You know, that I think from a public health perspective, we don't want more people using uh, cannabis. What we want to do is transition people over into the to the the licit market from the illicit market that means we have to be able to compete on an even playing field so if we can uh, also do those products it'll make that uh, that job a lot easier can you from a price standpoint compete with the black market i think we can yeah i i truly think that we can and you can look on the on the various websites to see uh the proof in the pudding there you know if you walk into a dispensary uh in hamilton you know the or in toronto um, the ones that were operating in the in the gray market or the black market, they were selling grams for very, very similar amounts that you can see on the Ontario Cannabis store today. Uh, that's not the only thing that allows us a little bit of an advantage. I do think that people will pay a small premium for the peace of mind of knowing that you're getting a product from a reliable supply chain, uh, that you know the potency, uh, that, that there are some other value adds. But just on straight price, I do think that we can compete. Well, you and I have talked about that in the past, and, and uh, you know, for people that are buying it on the black market, uh, not suggesting that, that, that all people are selling it are, are you know, nefarious, but the fact of the matter is, is you don't know what you're getting because there are no quality standards, really. That's exactly it. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's probably overly simplistic to say every single gram of cannabis in the black market is supporting organized crime. You know, it's more, it's more nuanced than that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not much smarter policy to regulate and to uh, put this into an actual industry uh, where society is, is benefiting rather than having to pay to enforce, um, you know, the, to pay to, to, to enforce the, the black market. How big can this get at this point? Uh, Jordan, you were just talking about expansion uh, into, into the recreational area, and, and we've talked in the past about I, I've already seen and talked with some people that are in, in the process of actually building plants right now to try to accommodate what they think is going to be a, the, the, the need, the, the growing need that's going to be happening on this. Is, is this an industry that's ready to explode now? It is, and uh, I promised myself I wouldn't talk about international opportunities until at least lunchtime. Um, so I, <laughs> so I will, it's lunchtime I somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll start with Canada at least. Okay. You know, so there is, there is a, there is 
a lot more of a market opportunity in Canada. I do think that we can continue to get bigger as, as a, our business and as an industry. You know, there's going to be all sorts of new and interesting businesses that pop up around this, and not just in cannabis, you know, ancillary services, packaging, like all of these interesting things uh, can be perfected here in Canada, and it can allow us to have a real uh, global leadership position. Oh, there I did. I talked about international. Uh, but the big, the big piece of the story here is, is still elsewhere. Right? Like the, the European Union, Latin America, Asia Pacific, all of these are regions in the world that are clearly signaling that they want medical cannabis reform. And they're all looking to companies like ours and to Canada uh, for the playbook. Yeah, we're, we're under the microscope here, aren't we? I know we're only the second country to, on a national level to, to do this, but we're the biggest. Uh, and and you got to figure places like the EU and others are going to be watching just how it develops there. Watching so closely, uh, I, I've been on just myself personally, Danish TV, South Korean, Japanese, Swedish, PBS, just all in the last 10 days. Uh, so the, there is no shortage of international media that's floating around in Canada today uh, to try and get a sense of, of what day one looks like. And then really, you know, the the amount of data and the amount of public health information uh, that's being collected by the government and, and uh, by a bunch of different stakeholders We'll be able to refine these policies so that we can we can set the blueprint for the rest of the world. Uh, an awful lot to talk about and a limited amount of time today, but uh, I know that uh, we'll uh, have more discussions going forward as this unfolds, Jordan. Thanks so much for taking time out of a busy day to uh, spend a little time with us today. Yeah, it is my absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care, Jordan. Jordan Sinclair, Bye. Vice President of Communications with uh, Canopy Growth Corporation. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.